Another edition of the Behind the You podcast, and we are joined by future NFL tight end and Canes alum and former, I guess you're a former Canes tight end, Will. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Will Mallory, how are you, buddy? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Now, you're a pretty even-keeled dude, but I just want to know, what's the most ridiculous thing you've read about yourself during the draft process that made you laugh? Well, one of the things is people thought I wasn't fast. I think a lot, I came in and I'd heard scouts and people didn't think I was fast. So I was like, I guess that kind of made me laugh. I was wanting to prove them wrong for sure. Did it feel like, like when you were running, did you know you were going to kill it with it? Like in the moment, did you feel a four five four? I honestly, I felt like I was slow. Oh, really? I ran. No, I mean, I, I think it was just because like the adrenaline and whatnot. And it's like felt like it was slowed down, but. Yeah, because once you run, they don't have your times posted up at all anywhere in, in the stadium. And so, like, I had no idea what I ran. And I came back, and we just we uh, just so happened that, like, a guy who kind of was one of the trainers was on the sides, and he's like, hey, you know what you ran? I was like, no. And told me it was in the four fives. Was four, the first one was a four five seven. And I was like, all right, sweet. That was just like a sigh of relief. <laughs> I knew I could go faster. I just wanted to run in the four fives. And then the second one was was nice. <laughs> So what did you like in testing? What were you getting at? Like, what were you hoping for? I guess I tested like a four five two, four five four, and so like that's kind of where we saw it happening. But I was just like, I was watching on the TV, and a lot of guys who I knew, um, who I thought would run faster, weren't running like the times that probably they thought or what I thought. And so I was like, man, like it's the time slow. Like I'm not gonna run. A four, they didn't cut the grass. They didn't cut the grass. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was just, it was a relief that I was like, all right, hey, I ran what I knew I could run. I've seen combine training at like at the infancy stages. It's a little like running for the 40 is a little different. Yeah. It's like you're like a track athlete. That's what it is. That's all the training is. You're literally training to run 40 yards <laughs> the best way with the best form, best technique. So it definitely, it's definitely takes a lot of technique and training for it. Didn't you run some track in high school? I did. Yeah. You don't run like that, do you? I was solid. I ran. <laughs> I ran. No, uh, but I mean, like from a no, from a form standpoint, is that how you like? Would you... Oh. Yeah, I mean, really, in high school, I wasn't even doing any form. It was just like natural. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just better than you, and I'm just gonna mow you down. What'd you run? Uh, the 100, and then I did both the hurdles, 110 and 300 hurdles. Damn, got them log legs going, huh? Yeah, yeah, high hip, long legs. It was helpful. There you go. What is going through your mind, like right before they call your name, either for the four? Let's we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the forty because that's where. But what's it, what's going through your mind, your stomach? Like, how nerve wracking is yeah. it? It was funny because people, like my family, had told me that, um, like on TV, that like you could see me on the side, and I was just pacing back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, you, you're just locked in. You're just like trying to stay loose, have your legs feeling good because. I mean, I had been doing this since December. So it was like, hey, like, you, you know what you're doing. But it was just, yeah, the nerves. And then once you did it, you felt good. And I kind of got more comfortable. What event was first? We did the vertical first and then broad. And then they had us warm up for the 40. They gave us like 25 minutes. So that was nice. I got you. And the bench was last or second day or something like that? Yeah. So fortunately, we got to do the bench on the following morning. So that was nice. They hadn't done that in the past. Oh, really? Yeah. Some, they, in the past, they would bench, and then they would go run later. And so kind of jacked up a lot of people. So, Will Mallory, you're the fastest tight end in the draft. I guess you're not slow. 
<laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so you said you've been working on it since December. So what? give me a day in the life of Will Mallory, you know, getting ready for, for the combine or the draft. Like, what mm -hmm. are your days like? Yeah, so for pre-combine, leading up to that, it was Monday through Saturday. Get there about 7.30, and you do, like, prehab, whatever, get warmed up, and then we would go do field work. And then after field work, you'd go do – recovery whether that's like a massage or boots or ice bath and then we would usually do some more like either 40 work or we'd have a quarterback and a wide receiver coach out, come out and we'd run routes and then we'd go eat lunch and then we'd come back and then do more 40 work whether that was just starts and then we go lift and you're done by like three or four so that's a long day it was a pretty solid it was a pretty solid day yeah so the body changed. How are we looking? We looking good? Uh, yeah, I definitely slimmed down, lost lost some weight. Um, so now I'm kind of just back on that, getting ready to play football. So just gaining more weight and getting ready in that that football conditioning. So it, this is like, I like doing this. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, of what you just mentioned that the part that stood out to me was the recovery. So I'm kind of into the massage, and then mm -hmm. maybe is there it had to be they provide any smoothies or something like that i'm, I'm into smoothies so that would be where I oh would, yeah that's where I, my, my yeah. that, that might that's where i i think i thrive <laughs> in draft prep world yeah smoothies <laughs> and they they fed us too they had they had uh like catered meals for us so specific life for, is good life is good right now mr mallory yeah it wasn't i can't complain it wasn't bad so what are we doing now though you mentioned before we were talking a little bit before off the air now we're now we're just kind of sitting around yeah so i train in the mornings so I'll do field work and then I'll lift. But I mean, after like, and I'll usually have like every other day, some type of zoom meeting with a team or whatnot. But I mean, really, I, I've just been golfing. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, where are we, where are we, what's our score? Like, are we a are we scratch golfer? What are we? No, far oh, okay. from it. Far from it. But okay. I, I'm learning. I golf with uh, Tyler Van Dyke and Ryan Ragoni, sometimes Lou Headley. So we're all trying to trying to learn from Tyler. Tyler's really he's good. The, he, he, he can hit it pretty good. Oh yeah. He's good. He's, he's good. good. So you take all it. Yeah. Well, well, you're, it doesn't matter. You're not in school anymore. He take all your money. Oh yeah. If, yeah. if, 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 yeah. Right. If, if, if I got to you. do that. So <laughs> you're, you guys are, if you're playing best ball, you're chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that dude has it all, huh? He's got the golden arm. Can, can, yeah. can, sock, can sock a golf ball. Now what's he better at? Is he better at off the tee or is he, how's his short game around the green? All around, he's really good. Right. He's been playing since he was a young kid, I think. So, you just picked it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I since I've had like two shoulder surgeries the last two years, I was only able to start playing like in January. So, learning a lot with those surgeries. Now, hard time getting dressed. Like how bad? Like how bad <laughs> were the surgery? Like how? Like were you like like one armed? Back then, I was. Yeah, you were. Yeah, who was helping yeah, you it was out? Tough. Girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Girlfriend, maybe a nice teammate. If I was struggling. <laughs> <in the locker. laughs> oh, who was most likely, who's, who's going to, who would offer the helping hand? Oh, my tight ends. My tight ends would help me out. Dom Amarelli, Elijah, those guys, they'd help me out. 
Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT On Demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. Now I, I want to ask you this because you are like you are a great human being. By the way, you didn't uh, you didn't give out this Zoom to anyone else, did you? I didn't. No. Someone's trying to hack into us, buddy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh oh, can you see that person? No. We got to move the screen. Can you, he Mr. said no. Can you introduce no. yourself? William <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Michael. What's up, buddy? What's good, my boy? How you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, this is going to be both an audio and video podcast. So, so uh, surprise guest, might you introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, my name is Brevin Jordan. Uh, I was a tight end from the University of Miami, what, like two years ago, I think, from 2018 to 2020. Y'all know the vibes. Where are we zooming in Let's from? We got go. these tight. We got the, we got the, the hair's tight, dude. Bro, <laughs> you feel me? A little different, a little switch up. I had to change it up a yeah. little bit. I know. Where are we in, like, good, kind of, we're in some kind of loft over there? Where are we at? Right now, it's just a little twist. No, you no, no, the, the apartment, the apartment. Oh, 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 my fault. Yeah, I'm in my sky rise. I'm in Houston right now. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see, Will, that's what you have to aim for. A aim for a little sky rise. Yeah, no, yeah crazy. I'm, trying, I'm crazy. trying to get like him, man. Look at that. Yeah, I see like some, was that, yeah, that's looking very modern, contemporary. I like yeah, it's that. a little vibe. It's a little vibe. Nothing crazy. There we go. Will, Will still paying rent. Yep, nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So Brev, That's actually, awesome. this is this is a nice little segue. So Will was uh, said he just took up golf. First of all, you play golf by any chance? You Bro, no, I just started like last week. I went to Top Golf for real, like last week, and I was I was I was whacking them things. Yeah, because that yeah. doesn't count. Top Golf doesn't count. My kids play Top Golf. Right? No, it doesn't like, count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. But I'm I'm slowly getting introduced to it. But so that led into uh, Will basically just taking it up recently because he had a couple of shoulder surgeries the last couple of years, and I was like, well, who helped you out? If you know how bad was it? And he said, my tight end room would you know. I was struggling getting my shirt on or something like that. So would you have been there? If you were still there, would you have helped him? What? Well, definitely. <laughs> I would easily help my yeah. dog out. Of course. <laughs> I was actually, I was going to ask Will this, but I'm going to ask you this, Brevin. How come no one, no one has anything bad to say about this guy? Or is there anything bad to say about Will Mallory? No, it just handles business. <laughs> I mean, I'm, he's ready for the NFL. For just, just being around him and being in college, his demeanor, how he goes about business, he's ready, bro. He's, he's ready, for sure. I, I really, I probably shouldn't prod you too much because he is getting, you know, we're about 30 days, less than 30 days from the draft, so we don't want any, like, dirty secrets out there. And, his, you know, his, we don't need draft stock to rise. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You got to have it. Come on. You got to have at least a good, innocent story from your, like, something that'll make us, me laugh and embarrass Mr. Mallory. Yeah, we got we got a few. <laughs> oh, but maybe, maybe Will wants to volunteer some information. I'm trying to think of hey, something. Something's gonna hit me. Hey, we, me and him lived together for three years, so we we saw all the sides of each other. All <laughs> the sides. All the sides. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, when did you first meet Will? Uh, the opening. What was yeah. it? The opening or my yeah, senior year high school? Yeah, we were roommates there, and we yep. were on the same team, so they they put us together and we roomed together. And you guys yep. were already committed together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was us and the other Miami commits at the time. You guys, but I feel like you guys had like an instantaneous bond. We kind of did. <laughs> yeah, no, we kind of did because of 
it was the the vision that was you know that was kind of told to us. You know, it was the Chris Herndon, yeah. David Njoku vision. And so, as soon as they told us, me and him, that we were like, oh yeah, we're yeah. locked in, buddy. We for lifers. Me, me and you for yeah. lifers. The, they told us that from the jump that they wanted us both. And like I remember when I was back in high school, like I was in the parking lot and I knew I wanted to come to Miami. And then I saw that Brevin committed. And as soon as I saw that, I called Coach Hartley and I was like, I'm coming. So I'm coming. from the Locked jump, in. from the jump, we knew we, we knew we were gonna be together. So yep. wait, when when did that happen? That was before or after the opening? You know it had to be before, right? You said you were already committed before. at the opening, right? Before. Yeah, before. Yeah. And you guys you guys talked to each other before that or no? Like you guys were communicating? A little bit, like on think, the phone. Here, I man. think, yeah, I think we might have been in like a group chat with like Coach Hartley at the time, but so that set it off for you, Will. Brevin committed, and you were locked in. Locked in. Yeah, I'm. I knew. Yeah, I knew that's where I wanted to go. That's what they pitched to us, and I, I wanted to be a part of that tight end. You, I wanted to be, you know, paired up with another great tight end. So uh, it just kind of made sense. So, um, <laughs> by the way. Because Brevin has also agreed, Will, to be a uh, like a, have his own app. Well, basically, I said, hey, Brevin, we jump on the podcast. We'll embarrass Will a little bit. And he goes, well, yeah, but do I get my own episode? And I was like, of course you get your own episode, Brevin. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, but Brevin's still trying to get me some you know, embarrassing intel. But, you, you, Will, you can, since it's a little combo deal, spill any dirt on Brevin if you'd like. He's already in the <laughs> NFL. It doesn't, we might, maybe I should reverse, reverse the platform. <laughs> Since you were roomed together, yeah. can you get me some good dirt on Brevin? No, no dirt. Um, we just we like to have a good time. It's just like when I think of when I think of college and like being with Brevin and stuff, the things ah! that always come to me <laughs> is hey, no, this is nothing bad. This is good. It's yeah. just like we the pool part pool parties at Miami with Brevin. Woo! Like I'm telling you, when when I was what we thought, like a bunch of my friends, like who's been around him, we literally think if Brevin didn't play football, he'd probably be a lawyer because there's so many times that they would not let us in places and Brevin would get up there and talk to the dude and end up convincing him to let us in. It was impressive. <laughs> Me and him were just like a like a dynamic duel, bro, everywhere we went. Because, I mean, we're both pretty large in stature. So, I mean, just <laughs> wherever we went together, bro, it was, it was go time. We just, we were always just, we're like the center of attention with each other. I got you. now. Who 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 had more fun at the pool parties? Don't no. let don't let him lie. To you. Don't, don't let him lie to you. Don't let him lie to you. That dude. We used to be lit though. Yeah, for sure. right. Any advice for him? What is he? What's how's he? How, what's he do these next? What we got? 20, 24, 25 days. Will what's the draft? The twenty ninth. Seventh. Twenty seventh. So Brevin, Man. come on. Well, I have two things. One, Brevin Jordan. You know, a lot of times they like references. So can we get a can we get a reference to the NFL on Will Mallory? In terms of, in, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, you know, hey, hey, NFL GM, you should draft Will Mallory because. Oh, you should draft Will Mallory because he's going to be a beast, boy. What? <laughs> he got it, bro. I'm just, bro, Will, I'm excited for you, bro. You're going to, your talent is going to, and the way you prepare, bro, in college, easy transition for you, bro. I promise you. Just for me, that's my advice to you. I would give you just, just do what you've always done, bro. Be the first dude in meetings. Keep your pain on you. Just continue to be you, bro, because the future you have in front of you, bro, it's sky's the limit, bro. Just keep working. But rookie dinner on you. I'm going to tell you right now, you get back, <laughs> I'm coming back to Miami, bro. We're going to Komodo. Yeah. On you. No question. All right. I'll, I'll hold you to that, bro. Brevin, I appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on. The yes, pad looks nice. I promise, Brevin, you'll have your own episode, okay? You got to give him his own because his will be more interesting than mine. You hear me sure. now, crazy? Just a little dab. <laughs> crazy. 
All yeah. right. <laughs> See you, buddy. Thank you. All right, bro. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. No, well, you're not right, going anywhere. You, Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. That um, was awesome. Yeah, I figured you'd enjoy that. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. All right, so during this draft process, have you met anyone where you were just like, I can't believe I'm in the same room with so-and-so going through this? Man. I mean, it was, it was cool through the Senior Bowl and then the Combine, getting to just meet some of the, like, NFL veterans who were, like, our group leaders during the Combine. Um, so ours was Delaney Walker, and that was really cool to meet him. He was, like, a guy that, like, I had on my fantasy team when I was in high school. <laughs> like, and that was cool. And just, like, he just talked to us, like, you know, like, we're, hey, regular dudes and trying to help us on anything, any advice that he can give. So that was really cool to sit down and just get to talk with him. But then I'm a big tight end guy. Like when I watch football, that's what I watch. I watch the tight ends, whether that's college or NFL. So like I knew who all these dudes are at the combine. I've been watching them for the last four or five years. So just getting to be there with them was really the coolest experience to me. It's like, you know, you get there and I feel like a tight ends is just like a people's person. Like all of us just got along so well from the jump. And it was just like being with 20 good buddies going through the same process. So I thought that was really cool. So like you were, you're a hardcore, like, I mean, I, if you're playing, you're a hardcore, but like you would like be what during your career at Miami, you're watching other teams, watching other games, watching other tight ends. Like that's a part of like, just naturally what you would do. Yeah. I just, that's what I love watching because they're used in so many different ways and they make such an impact in the game. I think it's something special. So, you know, getting any chance to watch it or try and compare or trying to pick something up from someone else. That's just what I do. Anytime I turn on a game. All right, so at the beginning I asked ridiculous, and now I'm going to ask, have you seen a comparison that's been made about you that made you smile? Like, oh, I, that's a compliment. I, I like that. I mean, I've seen some, like, people, like, say that I run like George Kittle. Like, I look like I run. It might not be the smoothest. Like, it looks like kind of <laughs> – but I guess some people have said that. That's it. But trying to play like him would be great. would be I amazing. So try, trying, to, trying to get there. <laughs> All right. Well, we're on our way. How'd you not go to Michigan, by the way? Yeah, that was tough because they were my first offer. I always thought I was going to go there. But I don't know. Just like once it got closer to like the time to commit, I just felt that Miami had everything I wanted. I wanted to be a part of tight end U. I really liked the school. I thought the smaller school aspect was, was really cool. And then South Florida itself is a pretty nice place. And <laughs> I guess you would not be going those aforementioned pool parties would not, you would not be going there uh, in Ann Arbor. Not at all. So I told myself, Hey, I love football, but the other six months of the year when I'm just training, I want to be in a place that I like. And it was kind of a no brainer. <laughs> I got you. Well, we should put some context on that. So your dad and both your uncles played there, correct? Yes. Yep. Right. And my so dad and my uncle are currently coaching there right now. Oh, they, I saw your dad was and your uncle. Mm -hmm. no, what's sir. He, what, what position? What, what's he? Uh, what's his job or job title? Is he on or off the field? Uh, they're off. So they're both. My uh, uncle is a defensive analyst. My dad's a special teams analyst. So I got gotcha. you. So they were your first offer. Was it hard to say no? Did you have to say no? Did you have to call Harbaugh and say no? 
Oh uh, yeah, I ended up calling the the tight end coach at the time. Well, really, really, they had it was Coach Harbaugh's son Jay was the tight ends coach for the longest time, and then he switched to running backs, and that was kind of what separated it because I really really liked Jay Harbaugh as well. I think he's a great coach, so I had a really good relationship with him. But once they kind of switched, it was like Miami just pushed forward. I was like, all right, I already have a really great relationship with Todd Hartley, and that's where I see myself going. So, yeah, I, I'd end up calling them and let them know. So that was kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> but he, they did a good job of letting – you mentioned before, they did a good job of laying out a vision for, for you and I guess ultimately Brevin of what they wanted, what they saw, you know, the tradition of the school, the position, and how you guys fit. That was a, uh, a huge plus. Yeah, absolutely. It was like unknowingly, like earlier when I was in like third grade, when my dad was with the Saints, like Jeremy Shockey was there, Jimmy Graham was there, even Jonathan Vilma was there. And those were all guys that I enjoyed watching. And my dad always you know, talked highly of. And so I guess I, I didn't know like, like about them being at the University of Miami back when I was young, but it's just kind of crazy how circles around and I came here and it's just been a really cool experience. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! So I knew just prior to this, I, I did all the research on your dad and everything. I, I knew he had played at Michigan. I knew he had coached a little bit. I didn't realize to the extent that he was, that all your family and uncles were like, you know, NFL coaches, college coaches. So when you were younger, you moved around a bit, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, a bunch. So I was born in Illinois, but moved around like eight different places. So Jacksonville has been the longest that we've been anywhere. I was fortunate to do that. I was in Louisiana for a good bit too. So, um, but yeah, I moved around a bunch. Some places I'd only lived there for about seven months, eight months for the season. Time to, get new, time to get another job. So like when growing up as the son of an NFL coach, well, how was that? Because if he's coaching, I know that that lifestyle is like, right? So were you inundated with football through him or because he was away being a coach? You know, how did that work? I was just being around football when he was gone. Well, as I'm saying, because like I was going to say, were you inundated with football? But then a part of me is like, well, he's at the office so much coaching. Like, I'm just kind of figuring how that yeah. filtered down to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when we were younger, the places that, that my dad was coaching at, they were really good with having like family around. So like I felt like when I was younger, I was at the facility a lot, especially during like the spring and the summer. It's like some of the best memories I've had was like, when my dad was working like the football camps in the summer, I would go, I'd stay in the dorms too and then go play on the field and ride the golf cart around on the field. And like, that was, that was some of the coolest. And that was with, and that, and he was with who back then? Was that the saints or who else? That was at Illinois. Oh, yeah, Champagne. I gotcha. Yeah. So in Jacksonville, it was, it was, we were really close because so the head coach is Gus Bradley at the time when my dad got there. So his son was my high school oh, quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was, Carter was on the field for every single game. And so like families were welcome. So, you know, we got to go uh, be around that a lot. So like any, any free chance that we could go see my dad, we, we did. So that was pretty cool. And how was he as a dad 
to you was he a coach's dad or a dad you know what i mean like was he coaching oh, yeah. you up all, he's always coaching you up no he, he he is a dad first and he's done a great job of that it was what what he will give his advice on stuff when he thinks he needs to say something and when he does i obviously it means a lot to me and i pay close attention to what he's saying because i know it's coming from the right place and he, he means it um but yeah he's he's a dad first which is which is cool um so you said you met shockey like do you tangibly remember me like shockey and great you like visibly tangibly remember meeting them as a young kid yeah it was back in the, it was i remember probably it was the super bowl which was actually in miami so that was my first time ever in miami i was like nine years old and there's a picture of me my dad and my grandfather at the stadium before it was all remodeled and I'm wearing Shockey's jersey. So. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I yeah. forgot. I still have I, that jersey, actually. Do you really? Yeah, it's back home in Jacksonville. I forgot he played for the Saints. I, I, I was trying to, in doing the getting ready for this, you, I, I read how you met him, or, and then it circled back later at, at the Legends camp. I was like, when did, I was like, the Giants, I obviously. And I was like, oh, and I, yeah, I forgot he got picked up by the Saints in the Super Bowl year. Yeah. Um, the, the, so what, is that true back at the legends camp? He came up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool moment. And, you know, I, I never expected him to remember me at all. And, and maybe he did it. Maybe they told him like, <laughs> like Hey, you know, hey right. There, there's always a recruiting <laughs> component, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe he didn't remember, but it meant a lot to me that at the camp he came up to me and he said like, Hey, it's good seeing you again. You've gotten a lot bigger since the last time I saw you and getting to work with him there. I think, yeah, I mean, I was already committed at that point and, and doing that. It was just like, man, I couldn't see myself going anywhere else. Like, this is the coolest thing ever is like, I get to be around the greats, the guy who, you know, is is the reason why this is tight in you as, as well as other guys. So um, that was that was a great experience for me. And any time I get to see those guys or if, when they come around, it, it means a lot to me. How, I should say, was your dad involved in the, the, your your choice? What kind of advice did he offer? They wanted me to go wherever I was happy or that I felt was the right fit for me. And I never once felt any pressure of, of going that. But if I had any advice, obviously he's been around coaching a ton and it's a small world. So they, he knows everyone either by actually meeting them or someone else that he knows. So he knows, you know, the truth about everyone. And so I'd ask him what he thought of, Hey, about this coach or what he thought about that. And, he was yeah, extremely supportive about Miami, and he felt that that was a good fit for me, too. So that's a, they were just happy that that's where I wanted to be. So you are someone through and through in the five years you've been there, even through doing this, you are Miami through and through, right? Like, regardless of the results, per se, you loved your time, you loved your experience, you loved the school, you loved the program, and I would imagine you're pretty optimistic about where this thing's going to go. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I, obviously, I came here, I wanted to, you know, be part of that class that hey brings the U back and win championships and unfortunately I wasn't get you know to be a part of that um but I would if I had to do this recruiting process over I would come back here 10 times out of 10 uh, I, I love the school I love the university I love the football team I love you know what what the, what it's about and um yeah I'm a cane for life and this I couldn't see myself going anywhere else what has you uh, in one year of being a part of Coach Cristobal's team program? What has you excited about what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm a guy that believes in doing everything the right way and bringing in the right people that's bought into the vision of, of what we're trying to create. And since day one, since Coach Cristobal got here, 
that's what he's building and that's what he's doing. He's bringing in the people, the right people to build what we're trying to build or build what they're trying to build and what they're trying to accomplish. So I, I have no doubt that he's going to get, get it right. He's going to get the right people in there and they're going to get it done. So I wish I could be a part of it some more. I wish I could be a part of that because I, I really enjoy working with him and all the support staff that he has there. Um, so uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch for sure though. Brevin actually said something kind of sort he didn't say it in passing, but I don't know, might have picked up on it listening, but when he was talking about just keep doing what you did, he said you always had a pen on you, right? Bring your notebook. So obviously in your world, preparation, on time, you know, all the things that, that coaches really care about, extra film study, all that kind of stuff. Was that who you were? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, since I was little, when my dad would bring me to the facility 15 minutes early to a meeting, that's something that that my grandfather told me. My grandfather was a longtime coach. That's something that is really important to them. And, and I was nine years old. I'm sitting in these meetings. I have no business being there. But I, my dad would make sure that I have a pen and a paper with me, taking down notes. It doesn't matter if it's it's good notes, but he'd say, hey, make sure you're writing down and understanding and learning something so you can uh, pick something up from this. So that's just kind of something that I grew up around. That's just the way that I like to do it. I believe that it's that's the right way to do it. So that's just kind of how how I've been and how I'm going to be. So I guess when Mar you know, Mario, I think it was five minutes early is on time. Maybe it's even earlier than that. That was you're oh. like, no problem. I'm in no problem. I'll be there. I'll be there every time. You got to, don't have to worry oh, about me. Yeah. You got to be there. Definitely 15 minutes early. <laughs> with them. Sometimes if it's a meeting that says at seven 30, it doesn't start at seven 30. It starts at seven 23, seven 25. So, and if you're not in there by then you're out. <laughs> I imagine a couple people missed the first meeting. Yeah, and he made sure that he let them know that that's better be your last time doing that. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. So take me back to your freshman year, uh, having to block someone in practice. You know, you enrolled early, right? <laughs> no, no, I came in May. Oh, you came in May. Yeah. So this is your first practice, line of scrimmage, attached tight end. You got to knock someone back, and maybe it doesn't go so well. Who was it? You know, mm -hmm. you're sort of welcome to the you moment of like, all right, I'm a, I'm a D1 tight end, and I got to take yeah. care of business. I mean, I was like 220-something pounds maybe my freshman year. And coming in there and looking at guys like Joe Jackson, that was, that's freaky because that dude's a, a specimen. He's, you know, freak of nature. So seeing those guys. And then over the years, too, obviously we had Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, Greg Rousseau. I mean, even Greg as a freshman, you knew he was special. So Yeah, not too many people that look like Rousseau, dude. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was obviously is different. You know, you're going against some of the best DNs that, you know, are, some are playing in the league right now. So, you know, it's a, hey, welcome to college football moment for sure. Hey, in, um, in Lashley's offense, those two years, there was always those, there was moments in multiple games, right, where he just schemed up a, a play, right, where just, you know, probably showed a little something early, came back to it a little bit different. You were involved in a lot of those, so I just wanted to know, was there a play that kind of stood out where, like, it's called in the huddle and you're just like, there's going to be a destruction right here. This is – they have no clue what's coming. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we have a play that we would set up with a run game early on, and, and we knew that, hey, this is a good game to, to call this play. Yeah, so as soon as you hear that in the huddle, uh, you're like, all right, let's go. Which one is it? Is it, is it, the it was a signal. It was a signal. From the sideline? Yeah, because it was a very obvious signal of what it was, too. I'm sure it doesn't matter if I say what the play name is. It doesn't matter. Right. But What was it? 
it's called pipe <laughs> and the way they signaled it you knew exactly what they're talking about and you're like all right this is about to be a big play right here where'd they run it which game pit pit up there right yeah it was pit at home that we hit them on it a couple times is that the one where Derek kind of sneaks the line of scrimmage and then you you hit the seam yeah right up the middle the one that that we hit against pit up there and then Hit it at FSU and then Virginia Tech that were all big ones. Those were, yeah, those were like the reverse throwback, like double pass. Right. When you saw that call, you must have been like, this is going to be money. Th th we got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, this, this, is a, this is a big play, a big chunk play, so we've got to make the most of it. Hey, you mentioned about Mario and the staff he's putting together. Maybe you could shed some light on the new tight at Cody Woodall, the new tight, you know, who's going to kind of mm -hmm. take over that position. Obviously, Coach Fields, a great guy. I've known him forever since the mm -hmm. high school world. Um, yeah. And it's going to have a tremendous impact still on the program. But what, what th that room is getting now? Yeah, so uh, I've been a lot around a lot of coaches in my life. Coach Field, that's my guy. And he did a wonderful job and a great job. And uh, like you said, he's got a, a big role uh, to help the team out and what he's doing now. But yeah, Coach Woodle is probably one of the best coaches I've ever been around and super excited for him to get this opportunity just from a learning, just what I've learned from him in the last year, I think was tremendous. He's an all-around great person and a great coach, and he, he, it's I'm really, really excited for him because he's going to get that room going for sure. How much interaction did you have with some of the guys that have come in, either Riley Williams or Jackson Carver? I'm sure you interacted with them when they came on campus recruiting, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll text them still. And it's always great seeing them because we like to get together. So we'll have like a tight end dinner every so often. And I need to get another one in before I leave. But that group, we're just super tight, we're really close. It's family. And and that's that's what we, we told them. It wasn't That wasn't a pitch. We weren't pitching them that in recruiting. When they came and visited, we told them the truth of how it is. And, and they saw that and how we're genuine about that because that room is special and it's, it's a brotherhood. We're all there working together to make each other better. And yeah, I couldn't have done anything with, without those guys, without Brevin, guys in the past too that, that have been here. So that's a special group. So I'm glad that, that those two guys get to be a part of that because they're studs. So now when this is all said and done, are we still open in that gym? That's the plan. That's what I see myself doing. And I want to be back in South Florida whenever I'm done playing. I don't really see myself living anywhere else. So Florida. we need a gym. I just want you to know, I've got a 13 year old kid who's playing football. I need a okay. gym in like the, the South Miami, Dadeland kind of Pinecrest area. I mean, we'll be gone by then, okay. but we, I think you might, there might be some <laughs> opportunity in there. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. So if I can be in South Florida and I live near the beach, I'm happy. But you should just be like the guy that sits out like out front of the heck, you know, and just kind of welcomes all the recruits. Yeah, I could do that. Whatever they, <laughs> if they want me to help out, I'll do that. <laughs> could be Jason Taylor or you could be your dad. That'd be pretty good. Pretty good. All right. I have no more surprises. No more questions. We're done. Brevin did go a little <laughs> soft. I thought he was going to come a little, I thought he was going to give me something to, to really <laughs> get you red in the face, but he, he failed me in that regard, but it was good to have him on. I, I thought you'd enjoy hey, that. Well, for his episode, you could probably bring on numerous people that have some stories about him. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid what might happen during that episode. So, but maybe I'll text you. I'll, I'll ask for a couple names, and we'll see if we can surprise him with some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get a group of dudes. Yeah, we'll think of some some good ones to get on there. All right, Will, awesome, love seeing you. Thanks for doing this. Yes, uh, sir. Hope these next twenty something days aren't too uh, anxiety laden. But I'll be yeah. excited when they call your name that weekend.
Hey, appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Always right. good talking with you. Absolutely. Have a good night. All right. Yes, sir. See you, See you too.